Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, millions in your bank account. Today, we might be talking about more about millions of followers, millions of successful habits. I have a high-performance success coach with me. He helps entrepreneurs. He helps CEOs dial in their business and get the results that they have always wanted. I was on his podcast. I had such a great time that I wanted to invite him on this podcast to share with you. Christopher, how are you doing today? Steve, thank you very much for the intro. It is a true pleasure and an honor to be on your show and hope we could bring some massive value to your audience. I am so sure that you can. Just like our conversation, I will tell you, Christopher knows what he is talking about. He knows all the tips, tricks, and tools to help you get results. We talked about a lot on his show, but I'm going to let him kind of tell us where did you get started? Like, how does one become a high performance success coach? What was your journey getting here? Okay. So honestly, I, I could take it like really back, but just the aspect of how I became a professional speaker and a peak performance uh, business coach, honestly, was for my own needs. I was a real estate broker in my previous career, and I had hired my uh, first uh, uh, top tier coach to really get me even more of a successful uh, real estate broker. And I was succeeding quite well in the traditional way of what success is. You know, I was in my early 20s, the, the money, the car, the transactions, everything was going great. But I wanted that next level. And as I was succeeding within this world, uh, I was getting great opportunities. And then one day, one of my speech therapists that used to follow me in high school because I'm dyslexic. So at eight years old, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. She called me to ask me a, a, a question about a real estate property that she wanted to sell. After a few minutes of her talking about this real estate property, she's like, Chris, how's it going with you? And I just went on a rant. I'm like, oh my God, it's going great. Uh, business is blowing up. Everything's just amazing. And she's like, Chris, I'm the keynote speaker at this event put together by the Learning Disability Institute of Quebec. So I would love for you to come and talk about how you're succeeding as a dyslexic entrepreneur. Now, for people who don't know what dyslexia is, it's a learning disability. It has to do with reading and writing. So it's something that, like I said, I was diagnosed at eight years old. I was blessed enough to be in a proper school that helped me uh, to learn how I learn and gave me the proper tools and methodologies I needed to succeed. So mm -hmm. as soon as she told me that, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely do it. Steve, that same evening, she sends me an email in the big subject letter. It says, Chris, I don't think you should do this speech because there's still a lot of people that have a negative misconception of what learning disabilities are, and you might lose some potential clients. Now, I knew she was coming from a place of love. She was coming from a place of protection. But I wrote mm -hmm. her an email saying, you know what? I do believe I have to do this speech. I'll call you Monday to let you know why. Monday rolls around and give her a call. And I'm like, listen, Bridget, if I am not doing this speech, I am not helping the kids that are on the school benches right now. I'm not helping the next generation. I'm not helping the, my future generation, my future kids, because it's something hereditary. I would be fake. I'm not fake. And she's like, oh my God, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. I just didn't want you to feel, feel like you were forced into it. I'm like, no, beautiful. And I'm like, how many people are going to be at this event? She's like, oh, about 200. Brother, the day of the event comes. And I didn't necessarily know what to, that I was getting into. Definitely got ready for the event. I open the door, I look left and right, and there isn't 200 people. It's more like a thousand people. Now, at this point, my heart is beating through my chest. Sweat is coming down my face. I'm like, what the heck did I get myself into here? Professor after professor, speaker after speaker go on stage. And then at the time comes, I'm the last speaker. And they're like, Christopher, please come on stage and tell us your story. And that was the moment I realized that the universe, God, call it whatever, put me on this planet to do exactly that. 
I found my purpose, which is to teach others, to really help people to go to that next level with my story, with my uh, understanding of what you need to be uh, to become a high performing individual. So that was the tipping point for me. And then from there, I started my speaking career to go into classroom and classroom and universities and colleges. And now I'm blessed to travel the world, speak to amazing organizations, Fortune 500 companies to really teach them how to become high performing individuals in every sense of the way. So that's how my journey started in this sense. That's awesome. Um, I also suffer from dyslexia. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, my so my both my parents were teachers. Um, and that made it really challenging because they're like, why can't you just do it? Um, I love to read. But I don't know if this ever happens to you. Like, I'll be I read. But because letters get all switched up, sometimes I will take the exact opposite meaning or some other meaning or something won't make sense. Um, I, I do a lot of audiobooks now. Um, I still do some regular reading, but let's talk about, so your journey from that stage, you decided that you wanted to be a high performance coach. You wanted to go teach people. I want to know, like, I, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit because some people hear that story and they're like, oh, that was easy. I'm yeah, sure that you struggled a little bit. Like you had a moment where you were like, is this really what I am supposed to do? Because yeah. I think we all have that moment, right? Like I know I did. I had a little bit of success early on. And then I had like a frame where I was just like, it was like six months in like 2015 where I was just like, what am I doing? Um, yeah. Do you mind talking a little bit about that? Because I think a lot of people hit that that first bump and they're like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? So what happened once you were like, you were at that event you were like, this is what I want to do. What happened next? Like what happened to get you over, over the hump and to where you are today? Okay. So I love that question. And brother, I didn't even know your dyslexia. So we're going to geek out about that in a few seconds as well. Uh, but in regards to that, definitely the way we just kind of explained it here with the, the, the aspect of the time that we have together on this podcast is definitely embellished in regards to, I give you the highlight reel, but if anybody that's an entrepreneur who has started anything knows that it takes time to build something, it takes years. Like just taking back in my real estate career, it took me a year and a half before I could actually like really be sustainable as a real estate broker. Like the first year and a half, I was literally paying to be a broker. The same thing with the speaking career. Once that moment happened, and to be even more honest, like I'd mentioned, I'd hired my coach maybe two weeks before that specific speech. And that speech was actually in French because I'm from uh, Montreal. And my coach is actually uh, from Vancouver. He doesn't speak a lick of French. And the reason why I'm saying this is because he actually watched that speech 20 minutes. And he told me afterwards, he's like, Chris, he's like, you hired me to make you a top tier real estate broker. He's like, that's not what we're going to do. He's like, you're meant to be a world-class speaker. I'm like, what are you talking about, Trevor? I'm like, can you even make a career out of this? He's like, yeah, not only are you going to make a career, he's like, you're going to be one of the best ones. So from that moment on, I felt what I felt when I was on that stage, but I didn't know anything about the speaking world. And I was in a different career and I was quite succeeding. So then I started really going and just believing my gut. I'm like, hey, let me dive into this aspect. Everybody mm -hmm. around me thought I was crazy. The real estate brokers around me, the owner of the office, like, what are you doing? You're one of my young superstars. You're going to make so much money. You're sure you're going into this? And the honest truth was, I wasn't sure, but I had this gut feeling knowing that this is what's calling me towards that. So I did a transition and granted, I did, at this point, I was in my late 20s, so 27, 28-ish, and I'd built something for five plus years in real estate, and now I'm going to build something new. And I knew as, that as an entrepreneur, it's going to take me a little while to build this. So I went all in. At that point, I was single, uh, no kids, none of that, still am. 
but I knew that that was the moment I needed to do it. So I kind of ripped off the bandaid quite quick. So I dove into being a full-time speaker. Uh, six months later, I stopped completely brokerage. Every time somebody called me for that, I was referring to somebody else. And the first year of being a speaker and a coach, all I did is I studied the industry in and out. I was living off of my uh, savings. And the reason why is because I tried to figure out who am I as a speaker? Am I just going to talk about dyslexia? Am I a high-performance speaker? Where do I fit in the, in, the, uh, in the niche of the world of speakers? What do other speakers say? I studied it in and out so much. Looked at the top speakers. I looked at other industries to correlate storytelling from actors to comedians to politicians, and I geeked out about it. And that brought mm-hmm. me at the end of uh, 2019. So that's just, uh, yeah, 2019 was that whole year. 2020 started off started doing quite actually sorry uh, that was 2018 my apologies 2019 start off started succeeding in it started getting coaching clients and then 2020 hit covid and all that stuff and i had 50% of my business which is like you know speaking on stages and 50% was was coaching and i had to completely shift towards hey let me go into more coaching cuz i already on a, a platform on zoom and i was already utilizing the online space so i started building that building my team in that regards but it takes time. You have to be aware of that. And the only thing, this is one thing I could highly present, like just highlight. The only reason you're going to succeed as an entrepreneur is being relentless and not giving up because that's what real success is. And the only reason you could continue being relentless on something is remembering why you started. The only reason I didn't quit and go back to real estate or do any other means that I knew how to make money in so many other ways is because I knew that this was my true purpose, why the universe put me on this planet for so as I went towards that, just kept going at it, opportunities came and I was ready to receive those opportunities. So that's kind of like the short version of how I went through that process. But I went into it knowing that it was going to take time and I dove two feet in and I was just all in. I put all the chips in the middle. Awesome. That's, I mean, I think everybody has that moment where it's like, am I going to go all in on this or am I going to go back to something safe? And I think the universe asks us that because it wants to see before, before yes. it gives us the reward. So let's, yes. let's pivot. Go, go ahead. No. So, I mean, I just wanted, oh. like, I was excited what you said. It is so accurate. The universe asks for it. Like he, the universe wants us to succeed. Okay. It's like water, right? It's going to move and vibe towards where we're going. But at the same time, if you're ambitious enough to demand a 1% life, ambitious enough to really demand what you truly love, there is a certain aspect that you have to pay before getting there. And that's through your hard work, your time, and so on. So I love the fact that you have that analogy and you highlighted that. Yeah. The, um, so I want to pivot the conversation a little bit. I want to talk about some high-performance habits. When you're working with a yeah. client or when you are studying all these other people, what are the things that you point to that people need to do to be successful? What's like a one, two, three tactical takeaway that people can listen to this podcast and start implementing right away? All right. So I love that, Steve, because there definitely is some top things and I could do more than a list of three, but I'm going to give you my top three in regards to this. And like I said, I studied in and out like the full first year. All I did was study that. And like you, even though I'm dyslexic, I legit read a book a week and I just inform myself like crazy. So the top thing, if you want to be a top tier, uh, high performing individual is the first thing you have to have is massive clarity, which is the hardest thing. You have to look yourself in the mirror and figure out what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, Always ask yourself, why are you feeling like this? Why are you acting like that? How's the best way to go about it? Am I a good communicator? So on and so forth. So top tier entrepreneurs or top tier, just high performers have massive clarity in who they are. And they continually work on that clarity and ask themselves those questions. Second thing, 
they are extremely, extremely passionate about something. And that passion almost flirts with obsession, if not full-on obsession. And it's place, the people that succeed the best, it's place for the greater good of the world. So they understand that it is something that's massively value-driven. Then they create massive impact. Then the income follows. A lot of entrepreneurs have that the other way around. They think, oh, we're going to make money. Then I'll be able to give back. Then it'll create impact. No, like Steve Jobs created this amazing phone, massive value, changed lives, made multi-millionaires, not billionaires, just by creating this one phone with all the subcategories of industries that opened up. And then he made a bunch of money out of this. He was only thinking about his passion of true design, true moving the, the like uh, society forward in that regard. So that's just one example. So that's the thing that you have to have. And third thing, now, once we have the massive clarity of who we are, we have the massive passion about what we're going to do and serve others. The number one, the number three thing over here, only way you're going to succeed is having proper systems and processes in place in your life, aka habits and rituals. If you do not have the proper habits, the proper rituals on your morning routine, your evening routine that you fall on, even days that you do not want or you don't feel because those are no more numerous ones, that's Mm -hmm. the way you're going to succeed. If they're not there, you're just not going to succeed. So it's putting those three elements together. And like I said, this is a very, very, very macro, not micro uh, explanation right now. But on the macro level, if you have those three categories set, massive clarity, massive passion, and massive systems and processes habits and rituals in place in your life, you're going to succeed. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Awesome. I love those three. So we're going to talk. We got just a minute or two to dive into two of them. So the first one is clarity. If you're watching this on video, you see that I'm wearing a hat that says clarity. Um, this is actually a gift. This is a gift from uh, from one of my clients. Because one of the things that I do, I I coach people on how to sell from stage. But to your point, when people don't have clarity on things, it stops sales, it stops their marketing from working, it stops their business from moving forward, it stops their employees from following them, it stops them from being a good leader. The clarity and focus are the answers to 99% of like where things start. So how do you help? What is something that somebody can do if they're like, I feel like I'm clear, The answer, though, is always in the results you're getting. If you're not starting to get results, if people don't tell you that you're clear, then you need some clarity. What is one tool that you can give people to help people to help them find clarity? I'm going to give you two. I'm going to do it quite quick because I do know that we have a a time restraint here. First and foremost, uh, if you're trying to get clarity on you as an individual, the best way to go into that is through a some sort of either meditation, prayer, silent time. 
take time for yourself by yourself with nothing around you to distract you, to think in your thoughts, to go in your thoughts and get clarity on what that is. Get clarity on who you are, get clarity on what you like, what you dislike, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are, what to optimize. You have to understand who you are at such a high level. And that's a very, very, very scary place where I would say 99.9% .9 of the population and 1% of the population is not scared about it is because they actively do that practice. That's the first thing. As an entrepreneur, you want to get massive clarity, create a specific organizational chart within your, your business, put in every single tasks that you need to do with every single position, and then look at your strengths and weaknesses and look at where you need to be working and what you need to be delegating. You get clarity on, am I right now working as an entrepreneur? Am I working as a manager or am I working as a technician? Because a lot of people out here are calling themselves entrepreneurs, but what they really do is they own a business. They're right. employing themselves. But once they stop working, ain't no money coming in. That's not right. the definition of an entrepreneur. And granted, you start like that, like everybody. Like in the beginning of my, of, of my company, Dead Enterprise, I was by myself. Now I'm blessed to have seven plus uh, colleagues and employees within my business so I could delegate certain things. And that's not at all where I'm going. I'm going to have even more. But before getting there, you have to understand where do I lie in this business? Where are my strengths and where are my weaknesses that are very important for my career? So how do I find somebody to delegate that to? So that's how I would answer that. Awesome. I think that is really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever, if you're listening to this and you've never done a time study, you can Google that. You can look it up on YouTube, but it's basically like go through your day. If we try at the end of our day to go back and be like, I did this today and I did that today, we forget 90% of the things we do. So a time study is every 10 minutes, you write down what you spent the last 10 minutes doing. Just a quick note and then go through and look at it to Chris's point. And you pull out the things that like, I hate doing this. I'm not good at it, but it's important. Those are the things that you can start with delegating. At least that's the way it was taught to me. You might have a different method for it, but. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's spot on. Now, granted, at a certain position, depending where you are within your entrepreneurial journey, you might not have the funds, the resources to delegate that right now, but that's not the goal of it here. The goal is to understand what you need to delegate in the future. And then you could already look for somebody in the future to get that position. But what you need to know is what you need to do within your business. And for me, in my business, there's four main things that I need to do. Either I'm on stage speaking Either I'm coaching one-on-one, -on -one, either I'm group coaching, uh, or I'm creating content and just thinking about what I need to think about to grow the business. So that's the entrepreneur side. When it comes to editing my videos, I have an editor. When it comes to uh, copywriting, I have a copywriter. When it comes to uh, writing certain emails, I have a team for that. When it comes to my podcast, I have a full team for that. But that takes time yep. to get to that point. But I knew before when I was editing my stuff, I knew how it was getting done. But at the same time, I'm like, I know that this is not my... Uh, place of expertise a sense. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. This has been one of the shorter podcasts. That is my fault because I double booked myself. But if you like what Christopher has to say, Christopher, where can they find you online? Where can they learn more about you and gain some of their own high output skills? Yes, uh, thanks to you for that. Uh, true uh, pleasure for this conversation. So 
definitely they could reach me at anywhere on social medias at Christopher Didian. My family name is spelled D-E-D-E-Y-N. Uh, if you guys have a phenomenal team and you want me to come and help you guys go to that next level to, for speaking, uh, you guys could re reach me out on my website, deadendenterprises.com. And if you're interested in one-to-one -to -one coaching to really go to that next level, that's more of my executive stuff. See if there's a fit in that regard. You could contact me on the website as well, deadendenterprises.com. Awesome. All of that is going to be linked in the show notes down below. Christopher, I just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing. It is always a joy to see you. We always have great conversations. Likewise. Thank you very much. No problem. To everybody else, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking. There are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.